Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with a G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk Pitch Talk special feature segment Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Ray Shooting LJA and welcome to this Pitch Talk special feature. Now, myself, the G-Man and JBK discuss basically to do with COVID postponements, a potential league restructuring to 18 teams to ease fixture congestion and also spreading cup money as well. Now we talk about the German, the Bundesliga model and the way the money funnels down in a lot more equitable way with a certain thing they do with cup draws and how they have the cups set up as well. But we do, as I said, talk a lot about COVID postponements and fulfillment of fixtures, which is, well, we've seen a lot of games this season postponed due to Clubs not being able to fulfill fixtures due to COVID. So we talk about that. I said potential, the idea of a league restructuring, which could lead to a reorganization of English football. Well, it would actually have to. But have a look at our Pitch Talk special feature and let us know what you think. See you on the other side. Pitch Talk special feature segment. Question that i got for all of you. Does this show that the rebranding, and I don't mean rebranding in terms of money, I, I mean rebranding in terms of having less numbers in the Premier League, having the season start a little bit later in, um, a little bit later or in the first half of the year, um, i.e. February to about September, something like that, or February to, February to December. Um, with a, a two-month break, would that make more sense um, in terms of all of that? I know money's, money would be the, the reason why it can't, but in your opinion, would it make more sense to rebrand the league just like Germany did um, with having one trophy uh, one trophy for or two trophies for every every team to go for but it was divided into sort of sections um where the the home the the top teams if they're away then they have no sorry if they're if they're pitted with somebody smaller they've got to go to an uh, to the away team uh, they've got to go with the away so that the the home team gets more of the the gate receipts earlier so just a question but thought I'd, thought I'd ask ask I'm there would it be better for the rebranding in terms of leagues um, and less matches to start being talked about in this country? 
Yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a few views uh, on this topic, and you know, I looked I looked at the German model quickly, and with bearing that in mind, bearing in mind the German but the Bundesliga model, I'd say yeah. I mean, with the bigger sides when they're drawn against each other in the FA Cup or drawn just in general in the FA Cup or League Cup, I think if it's a Championship side take these numbers kind of as general numbers but if it's a championship side give them 25% of the gate receipts um, <clears throat> if it's a league one side you give them 50% league two give them 70% and anything below league two give them all of it you could even say league two and below give them 100% of the gate receipts and TV revenue if the game is televised because I think and and switching matches to their grounds instead of having it at the bigger grounds makes sense as well because it helps not just that club but it boosts the community as well because like say your hot dog vendors your merchandise sellers program sellers outside the grounds these people all make money based on it and also the increased amount of people like let's say you have Liverpool against Haven and Waterlooville just to pluck a team or Kidderminster Harriers it's like if you've got a say 2,000 all-seater stadium you usually get in 1,500 and you get a bump you get like you get a sold-out house and it's one of them was in obviously and you're having to turn people away at the ticket office and that kind of thing you have a lot more people in and around the area in general which helps local businesses the whole area gets a boost from it so it's like on the most of the fever pitch documentary series when they were talking about blackburn like winning the premier league and jack walker assembling this team and how it helps blackburn as an area it helps local businesses, but then when they got relegated, you saw that start to decline. It's that kind of thing, and I think it's one of them ones where with helping the community, like in and around the club, you get a feel-good factor going. Even if the team gets pasted six, seven nil or something like that, it's one of them. The feel-good factor, the morale's been boosted, the area has had a nice little injection of cash. <clears throat> and you might inspire the next generation where kids are looking in local schools are looking at that and going oh you know what yeah this could happen for us I'm going to pursue this dream and you can have players from both sides or one side or the other go into local schools and that kind of thing and do visits there's so much potential good that could come from that kind of thing and that could be done that isn't done that isn't done already and I said, like it helps everybody in the surrounding area, but also gives back to the footballing pyramid. And it's not as if these big Premier League clubs really, I don't want to sound small-minded, but it's not as if they really need that cash from these cup matches. And I've already said on, I've already said on a recent Straight Shooting View episode that I don't even think the top eight in the Premier League should be allowed into the League Cup. So it's one of them where it's like the FA Cup and the League Cup Cup, they're both all to me, they're both about giving back to the football league and especially the FA Cup. The magic of the FA Cup is 
that you can get these like minnows for lack of a better way of putting it against the elite sides in the country so the FA Cup's all about the giant killing remember Chesterfield nearly 25 years ago now with Middlesbrough it's ULM it's so uh, Emily Town against West Ham so many other like giant killing exploits that have happened I think Northampton Town as well it's like it's ULM there have been so many giant killing incidents that have been amazing and I mean even in the League Cup you get it every now and then with like MK Dons knocking out Man United a few years back I mean even Leeds being in the Championship and knocking out Man United it's one of them where it's just like you get that every now and then and in terms of the league and the fixture congestion it might be worth looking at cutting the Premier League down to 18 sides it might be worth it because 18 teams means 34 games instead of 38 so that does slightly alleviate the fixture pile-up to an extent but I guess the only negative really is the leagues below because you'd have to change the structure of those as well you wouldn't be able to just change the Premier League and that's it you'd have to change everything else with it so would the championship have now two extra sides and they'd have even more of a fixture pile up because they've already got 24 sides and then obviously the leagues below as well it's like yeah I mean it could close off avenues because if the Premier League reduces by two sides then are you adding two sides to the championship and then taking away two from League One and take it away from League 2 it, it, it does get messy but in theory reducing the Premier League to 18 teams could work and it's one, but it's one of them where you have to have everybody in the football pyramid on the same side and you look at Germany the way they do it with the, with the Bundesliga being 18 teams and then you look at their, the way it's structured in that country it's structured very very well and it's not the top plundering everything from the bottom like here with the greed and I think the Bundesliga it's like their TV but you look at it, their TV deal is nowhere near what the Premier League's is I think their TV deal is on par with the Championship which is up like 800 million in comparison to the Premier League where it's 5.136 plus or 5.445 plus so it, it, it is a tough one but there are definitely things from the German model I mean 50 plus one rule goes without saying would be brilliant but that's a different story in and of itself um, but I think it's one of them where those things mentioned Jamie in terms of the German model I think those things could work but it's all about stipulating it and then enforcing it and making sure it's fair because it can't just be a change to the Premier League that affects everybody else and everybody else is not thought about in that way. I'm just wondering if it is going to be down to fixture congestion, um, but I'm also kind of thinking COVID so happens to have happened at the time where if you look at the German League, the German League has a three-week break and then goes back um, just after New Year's. Um, in preparation for whatever, so they have a they have a break, 
Um, you look at France and all the other countries, they all have a break. But essentially, essentially, my issue is that the conversation seems to be leaning towards a fixture congestion, which then you have to ask the question of, well, have we got too many teams in the league? Um, and if we have too many teams in the league, can we chop it down and rebrand the the structure of the Premier League to suit the amount of games that we've got? I don't think COVID will be the long-term reason, but if we're talking about fixture congestion, the amount of the amount of times people keep saying we've got to change this, we've got to change that. I just think it's one of those conversations. I know money money won't change that, but it's just one of those things that I was thinking at the time and based on based on what you've said, money is the reason. So if we negate the the main reason why they won't stop matches, what about if we have a structured uh, a rebranded structure of the of the league? Yeah, Jamie, in terms of um, your questions, good questions, by the way. And um, yeah, in, in terms of what Liam has said, I, I'm not really a fan of what winter break. I'm not familiar with the German system in terms of how the, their winter break operates and, you know, you know how, how it's changed their game. But in terms of, you know, the Premier League, I, I like it exactly how, how it is right now. Or English football, to give me the English Premier League, I like it as it is right now. Um, I can understand there are stresses and strains across all teams, across all leagues, you know, from the top to the bottom of the pyramid. But that, that's been, you know, the case for, for a long time. And there's been differing reasons. You know, back in the days, it used to be down to surely just the weather, um, you know, where the grounds weren't that great. Um, teams were having to play in either fixed snow or or... or, or where the pitch is covered in sleet or ice or the pitch is muddy, where the grass has been ripped up or, you know, the, the pitches in water, you know, games would be postponed in, but teams would actually play from what I remember because I remember having to do it during PE, you know, and, you know, like football club level at school level. So, you know... Um, and as as times has changed, you know, it's become about you know player illness, the flu season. Obviously, now we're in this the the, the this era of the um, the COVID pandemic, and it's you know it has had a knock on effect on all teams across the board. And I, and I, I I I get it, you know why why why. Um, Teams, managers, players and clubs will try and use this as an opportunity to, you know, call out and say, oh, yeah, there's too much football playing, players are tired, players are ill, you know, squads are depleted. I, I, I get why they would use that excuse, but I'm not buying that excuse. Um, one, partly because of what Liam said, you know, we, we, we've been in this era of the pandemic for what? two, three years now, yeah, the Premier League and those in charge understand, 
you know exactly what's going on. They've seen they've seen the pattern. They knew this period. You know they could have effectively added a circuit breaker to the league if they wanted to. They didn't. So obviously they believed. You know there, there's there's way for clubs to operate. You know around this part of the season where you know illnesses were likely to increase and the fact of the matter is in my heart personally is this is where clubs have to take accountability and say we're calling on our squads you get me you, you you've got you've got the first team squad you've got the um the fringe players and then you've got your under 23s now you're hearing these arguments where you, 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 you're looking at elite clubs crying, oh, yeah, well, six of our players are missing, blah de blah uh, And I'm just thinking to myself, six of your players are missing. What about that, the rest of the squad? What about the, the under-23s? Don't act like you can't use those players. Don't act like... Don't be disrespectful to those players to say that like they can't um, do a job, you know? Because... It seems when it suits certain clubs, yeah, and mainly the clubs at the top of the league or the top of the pyramid, when it suits them, they will bend these rules as much as they can. See, when these clubs, for instance, let's take, are playing in a lesser competition, oh yeah, they don't mind throwing their youth players and disrespecting the lower league teams and throwing it and and, and putting weakened squads out. Oh, they don't mind doing that. Yeah, as as long as it's it's a team that they think they can beat. Oh, they don't mind doing that. But as soon as it comes to an opposition where they think, oh, this might be a bit hard. It's, oh, well, it looks like, you know, we we need to postpone the game because oh, we, we've got injuries and we, we've got the COVID. That's what it really looks like to me. Yeah. And I'll just use Liverpool as an example. I know everyone's been hit hard, but remember when Liverpool were in the World Club Championship and they had that game where I think it was the final of the World Club Championship and then they had the Carabao, the Carabao Cup. Um, I can't remember what leg it was, but against Aston Villa, yeah, like and the, the games were a day in between one another, and Liverpool decided to send their first team out into the World Club Championship, and then the their reserve, not even a reserve, sorry, their their youth team, their under twenty threes to the um, Carabao Cup game against Aston Villa. Remember, however, they only did that because Aston Villa who had a depleted team at the time because of injuries. Yeah, and I don't even think this was down to COVID. I think this was I think that was just down to injuries. Liverpool fielded a, a weaker team. So it's it's quite for for me it's 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 just quite funny when teams are picking and choosing to say, oh yeah. Yeah, they're they're they're, 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 they're suffering. They're suffering from COVID and they're suffering from injuries. Um yeah. Like I said, they, they've they've got a pool of players that are not playing regularly that they could play, and they've got um, under twenty three players that they they would play depending on the opposition. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's just my views, basically. So I, I don't think there's a need for um, um, a winter break. I think there's more of a need for teams to start um, embracing their squads in totality and, um, yeah, just be just being a bit more strategic with how they use their squads. Well, I mean, in regards to, obviously, COVID and everything going on with that, this is the perfect time to do something that some people have been pushing for for decades. An out-and-out winter break, a rethinking and reimagining, as you said, Jamie, rebranding of the league. And it's not, it's, it's not like it's one of them ones where it's like rebranding it as a summer league like what the FAWSL used to be. It's one of them where it's just like, all right, take a couple of teams out. Where so I take a couple of teams out and that just space it out a little bit and give that three-week break. Where, as, as, as I said on a recent Straight Shooting View episode, it's one of them where it's like, with all these bloody Omicron cases and COVID in general, there's never been a better time to think about and actually institute a proper winter break because they tried it in um, last year what beginning of 2021 but it wasn't a proper break because some teams got a couple weeks off but then those who were in the cups didn't so it was a cluster already and it's like if that's anything to go by they're not even going to be able to get a break right but if you've got 18 teams in the league and less games to worry about then it's like well maybe it could be done so, I mean, if it does happen, I, I don't think it would happen straight away. It would probably take a couple years to be like, right, we're going to do this. Get ready for it. Get your crap together. And make sure you ain't them bottom two teams in the Premier League. <laughs> so, it's, you look at it like that. And also, you look at promotion and relegation. Would it still be... Would you still have the playoff in the championships? Would you still have three teams coming up? Would it be reduced to one automatically getting promoted and the other one coming through the playoffs? There's that as well. So as mentioned earlier, there's a lot of logistical stuff to really wrap your head around and get done in regards to reducing the league and changing the league structure um, with the Premier League. And are the TV companies even going to go for it? Because the be-all and end-all really is them. They are the ones, we've seen that. They are the ones in control. When the Premier League fixtures get announced, how many of them get changed due to TV? So, there's there's so much that goes into changing it. And I think player safety and COVID is the last thing on these entities' minds, sadly. Yeah, I, I said where there's a will, there's a way, um, and you know, I, I know United got caught in a similar situation, decided to forfeit their FA Cup place um, years back. Um, Liverpool, on the other hand, decided to play the Carabao Cup game against um, Aston Villa with an under 23s team, and I understand like there are circumstances behind each situation, um, which which were quite different. And we can look at the causes and the reasons behind why each club did what they did. However, the facts are, for me, um, 
that it's possible for clubs to either pull out of competitions or play members, other members of their squad. It's possible. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's a reality. It's Some clubs treat act as if it's a hardship, but that's a reality that can be done. And in fact, um, if we go lower down in the leagues, if we're just looking at grassroots football, you know, you could say this is the case all the time and it's, it's a flip scenario where teams, to get their match on, they're just looking to field 11 players. Do you get me? Yeah, you can postpone the game, but they want to play football. Do you get me? Now, you've got these clubs at the top of the game who have these extra players, yeah, just sitting there, feel like, you know, they're owed something because some of their best players get injured or are ill or these days have COVID. Like, um, you know, clubs have players to to do so and, and they have players to play, but only when it suits them. Um, you know, like, let's look, like take England, for example, during the Euros when England played Scotland and came up against um, the COVID carrier Billy Gilmore. Um, I found it peculiar, and I don't know if anyone else found it peculiar, that, um, you know, it was only Mason Mount and Ben Gilwell were the only two English players judged to be close enough to the Scott all game, hence, um, or the periods of the game that they were in the field, yeah, so they got publicly isolated. And I say publicly isolated because, you know, it was put out in the press and blah, blah, blah. I made a big story about it, But it's like, wait, didn't England play Scotland? So didn't the Scotland players who were around Billy Gilmore, you know, shouldn't they be isolating because they've been training with him? Surely. Like, and I'm not just talking about isolate. I can't. I know there was a couple of players that did isolate, but shouldn't the squad? I'm pretty sure there were huddles and hugs and laughter when they're playing Rabona and all these type of get these type of games and you know what I'm saying so uh, I'm pretty sure he, he he was in and around the squad you know in close proximity and on in the game itself the 11 players that England played like uh, shouldn't they have isolated as well because it wasn't just Ben Chilwell and Mason Mount but anyway Anyway, anyway, that, that that one that one basically just frazzles my mind because it's now I don't get it, but and I understand, you know, it's a massive competition and nobody wants to miss games for their country. Well, maybe when it's the big games, at least you get me, because it's not like players decide to pull out of internationals mid-season when they're playing the Andorra or anything. Like, our players don't do that. Um, however, had this been the Carabao Cup, you know, the same situation, Billy Gilmore had um, COVID, would would the clubs take the same approach? Like, w- would the clubs be a bit more, oh, yeah, our players have all been contaminated, we need to isolate, people are coming now with COVID, blah, 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 these players... You know, would I'm just speculating, but I'm just saying, like, would it have been the same approach? Because the Carabao Cup is not seen as that level of elite competition. Like, I, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. It, it, this all befuddles me, man. It, but it, especially the elite game, 
where um, certain arguments that have been made, yes, in context of that specific league and it makes sense, but in context of the level, you know, you know, the Premier League, the level, how big it is, how big the squads are, how much money these clubs have, how many players these clubs have, the infrastructure, you know, some of the arguments that are, are put forward in terms of calling off matches in this day and age, I just don't get it. It, 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 it baffles me. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just baffles me. So you've heard the views from myself, the G-Man and JBK as well. What are your views? Do you think the Premier League needs to be reduced to 18 teams so that we can facilitate a potential winter break? How long should that winter break be? With the COVID-19 pandemic, is this the perfect time to introduce a winter break? Are certain are Premier League teams with their massive squads taking the mickey? Could the under-23s be used more to fulfil fixtures as opposed to postponing a shed load of them? Let us know your views. Let us know your views. www.pitch-talk.com is the official website. That's where you can find out everything Pitch Talk. You can also catch our podcast there as well. You can listen there and you can pick up the RSS feed there as well. You YouTube.com forward slash Pitch Talk for all of our videos, including special feature segments such as Pitch Talk at the 2021 SAL Senior Cup Final, Challenge Cup Final. Also, JBK at the 2021 Vitality Women's FA Cup Final, his video diary, which was a lot of fun <clears throat> to watch. Also, we are on Podomatic, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Verbal, V-U-R-B-L dot com, Verbal dot com, at GetVerbal on Twitter. Tweet them and let them know that we sent you because we are Verbal Ambassadors and proud of it. Also, wherever you find podcasts, you can pick up the Pitch Talk podcast. You pick up podcasts such as The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Five Minutes with the G, and much, much more twitter.com forward slash pitch talk or at pitch talk on twitter tweet with us follow us see what we're up to instagram we are at pitch talk on instagram as well check that out for previews to special feature segments little clips images and much much more also also remember to catch us on facebook.com forward slash pitch talk Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballer revolution we are working so hard to create. I have been straight shooting LJA on behalf of myself, the G-Man, and also JBK from this Pitch Talk special feature. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. Take it easy, people. Join the Pitch Talk revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com 